0: You are listening to the Downtown Larned Podcast, the podcast where we aim to cultivate vision for the future
1: of Downtown Larned. We are so grateful to have you join us this week. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Downtown Larned Podcast. I, I cannot tell you how excited I am for this episode. I've been I've been getting murmurs from all sorts of people saying you have got to have on the biggest project in town. <laughs> so with me today, I've got Heather Healthy, which we met uh, just a few days ago at the council city council meeting. We've got Carlton and his wife, Sherry. So um, thrilled to have you guys on. Um, I, let me tell you, I, I so admire what you guys are doing, and I know the town does too. I, I've heard nothing but just excitement and whatever small amount of excitement we can conjure up with this this podcast i think that you guys have tripled uh tripled that at least so glad to have you guys on
0: that's good to hear
1: thank you and so tell us a little bit about yourselves it's i think it'll be good because i don't i really don't know a whole lot about any of y'all what brought you to learn in the in the first place
0: (laughs) uh heather's pointing at me i will try to give you a very small background on my my uh I think Sharon and I got here in '83. Um, we lived out, we'd be east of town, and cause same properties we're at now with Burton Weta, but primarily we came here from Kansas City. Uh, we were we were in the hay business, and um, um, Burton Weta is is a dehydrator of of feed primarily for the compounders. So we we make an alfalfa product, and over the years it was a tough 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 haul through the '80s. And so we got into other products that that have that have uh, borne fruit for Burton Weta, in the uh, besides the feed business, we're in the in the food business. So um, uh, Larned has been good to us. Uh, we also run a plant in Abilene, and uh, um, we're probably, I guess, probably near retirement age now. But uh, it's been a good. I mean, we've enjoyed Larned. Yeah.
1: Uh, um, a lot of people don't understand that you're also in the. And the food side of side of things as well. What what is it? Supple- supplements? Is that basically what we it is?
0: basically got into the supplement business in the nineties, uh, and started out small. Uh, but we're uh, we're primarily a wholesaler of uh, greens, and uh, they're they're sold throughout the country and in other countries. But uh, uh, this has been a good good area to produce. We've we've used all the equipment that we. Uh, My dad pioneered uh, the company Field Queen back in the early, I guess it would have been the early 50s. Uh, The company started in 1946 with with two partners, my dad and Joe Weta. And today it's just uh, the kids and Sherry and I. So uh, we've got got a a sales office in Kansas City, and uh, uh, we do a lot of the food part in Bonner Springs in a cave. A hundred feet underground, so that's literally,
1: where, literally in a cave.
0: In a cave, underground. Well, I was just up there yesterday. I, I had a trip to Wichita, and then on to Kansas City, and back here. So I didn't get home till about eight or so. But we were we're working on a new uh, packaging line up there, and um, but anyway, it's been exciting. It's been a good. It's been a. It's been a good ride. Yeah. Wow. Uh, can't can't. Um, I have no gr- regrets about anything moving out here. Because, I mean, looking back, I think the company would have been sold or dismantled. Yeah. Uh, Dad didn't have anybody that was interested in it. So yeah. we both were from small towns. And, yeah. and, that you know, there's something about a small town a lot of people don't realize. Um, there's It's got a lot of drawbacks because people know who you are and, you know, you, you live in a fishbowl. But um, I've got a daughter in New York, and that's a totally different atmosphere. But I have to say, I think there's going to be a rebirth of so many small communities. I, I, you know, I think, but maybe yeah. not.
1: Yeah, I, I think there almost has to be, and and we're seeing that. We're seeing that trend in the current state right now. So, um, well, Heather, how about you? What what brought you to Larnett?
2: Um Mark and I moved here in '92. Okay. And we had graduated from law school and moved to Dodge City. He was a prosecutor there, and I was actually an assistant county attorney here. And my folks lived in Lyons, so we would meet in it to exchange their grandchild, Gabriel, our son. Okay. And we saw a house that Mark and Julie still live in, and you did so much work, and so that's
1: what brought us here. Wow. I, I think it's incredible just your guys' origin stories of of why. Oftentimes, you you wonder why Larnet? Why do why do people even stay in Larnet? And and uh, I think it all comes down to that. Well, it sounds like a house. Fell fell in love with a house, um, but a lot of people stick around because they fall in love th- with the community, right? Um. So no, we're we're blessed to have you both in the community. we we've got a lot of dynamics uh, in this conversation. Um, we've got your existing businesses, but then we also have this uh, project that's taking place. What is it for? Is it four fourteen or uh, four sixteen? Four fourteen. Okay, four fourteen. So if that that number rings a bell, it's because we had a an episode uh, with Seth McFarland going through the historical side of, of that building with uh, Rouse Bakery um, for eighty. I think it was 85 years. Um, so you guys are the ones who are, are bringing that back to life. Um, so you've got, we've got all these, uh, we have a community member aspect of the conversation. We've got business owners uh, aspect. And then also, um, of course, in the investor side of things. So and that being said, let's go ahead and dive in to the 414 building. So we like to call this brick basics, all about your building. Um, so, like I said, Rose, Rouse Bakery, eighty-five years. Um, tell us a little bit about the history after that, because that's kind of where we left off was Rouse Bakery, and then it faded into uh, it faded the end of our conversation. So,
2: you know, when I was listening to that podcast, I had a question because we have heard stories from people who long timers who've lived here for a long time that they went to the back door when it was in the basement, okay, and. It seemed like that may have overlapped somewhat with if that eighty-five years for the bakery business is accurate, mm-hmm. because we had heard that the bar was there for a really long time, right? Okay. I
0: think at least from the '60s. I think yeah. I don't know. Okay, yeah, that's probably sixty years.
1: Yeah.
2: So I'm wondering. Oh. I know the back door bar used to be in the basement, and then by the time we moved here, it was on the first floor.
1: Okay, and give us a, give us a description of the back door bar. I I'm too young to uh, to remember.
0: Well, uh, now I know we we've been down there a number of times before it closed, and loved the place. It was it was a, it wasn't probably for everyone, um, but we liked playing the shuffleboard table, and uh, Tony probably had the coldest beer. There's yeah. no question that it was below freezing. <laughs> and uh, in my opinion, but, um, and he'd cook great burgers and fries. So sure, it was, um, there wasn't a lot of people there. Was, but
2: the people that were there were some of the friendliest. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And Heather, so your yeah. law office is right next door. Correct, how, south of- how long have you been at that location?
2: When we, when I first opened an office in town, it was at the old courthouse, north of Dillons. Okay. And then we bought that building. Oh, it's been maybe since 90.
1: Eight. Okay, maybe. all right. So, so if you wanted to go to the back door, it wasn't too far of a walk. It was yeah, literally the many, back door. Many jokes
2: were made about getting to sleep some yeah. cards next door. Yeah, I no know.
1: kidding, no kidding. Okay, so obviously, um, yeah, those personal experiences kind of drew you to that location. That's, that was one of my first questions: was why why that building? Because um, we got plenty to choose from in downtown Larned, um, but it sounds like just the the memories made there.
2: I think that's a fair statement. We spent a lot of hours there. Sure, the four of us yeah. and other with friends. Our kids when they would come back to visit, and sure, good times.
1: So, since it's been as big of a project as it has been, what have you found? Have you found any any remainings of Rouse Bakery or or the back door or anything cool I like that?
0: Tony kept a sign that said Rouse Bakery. That was okay. the only thing I can remember that's yeah. been there. Okay. But there's um, I don't
2: think the basement walls were painted some crazy psychedelic. Which...
0: Right, that's probably from the 70s or something. Yeah, right? <laughs> but
1: uh, that's probably not Ralph's Bakery. I don't no, know. no, but there,
0: <laughs> you know, uh, Seth talked about ovens, and there's there's places all up and down the basement and first floor where they were able to connect some type of of uh, maybe an oven or something, but it was a chimney okay. uh, structure going up through the. So you know they 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 kept the place warm with some kind of. Right, right. Um, and there was a central amount of chimneys there. Well, he,
1: he even, Seth even mentioned that maybe at the beginning the, the oven was out back, you know, outside. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, but he, later on in the in the maps, it showed that there was an oven maybe upstairs. Or So he, I, I believe that it probably was plumbed for some, right. some bacon within within the structure. So let's let's jump on into... The project itself, and and maybe the end point. What what is what is the end goal with the building?
2: A viable business.
1: Yeah. <laughs> sure.
2: Where our business plans take us is going to be determined upon how the community yeah. accepts what we're offering and sure. how flexible we can be with with the consumers.
1: Well, just on a even just on a general level, you mentioned the upstairs being more of a event space, right? So it's going to be open layout. Um, and that's where those two balconies are off the, off the front and right. off the back. Right. I, uh, I cannot imagine how cool that's going to be. Right. It's, uh, it, it should be good. Watch parades. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I didn't even <laughs> yeah. think about that.
0: Yeah. You can be broadcasting from them.
1: There you go.
0: The new, uh, balcony out front.
1: Did you guys hear our, I think it was, I think it was with Alex in her episode. She says, I, I just assume that there's access to that chamber. Chamber balcony there, but they've mm-hmm. got to climb up a ladder to get there. Uh, and me being an in insurance, I'm like, no way. Yeah. But that it, they might be uh, knocking on your door come parade time. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, you know, okay. So, and I, just a thumbnail: the upstairs would be a venue for for events and stuff, and and or to rent out. But the the first floor should be more bar, but restaurant or or not. When I say restaurant, it should be just some good good food mm-hmm. with a uh, bar first. And then the basement will be more as you put it it would be more like the old back door yeah it'll be it'll be you know yeah kind of your basement bar yeah that you'll want to go to yeah. <laughs> that's
1: right. the place to be yeah yeah exactly. it will be it'll,
0: and it you know we're just, it'll they'll be open plumbing and fixtures and things so it'll it'll look we're hoping it'll be what I, intra and you know entice people
1: I but, have no doubt that it will be yeah but, um speaking of basement I guess I'm jumping ahead of the the schedule here as far as the project goes but um, you guys had to you guys had to dig up concrete and and lay a whole front of that that building, right? Well, was- you know,
0: honestly, we we were looking back and talking about this. We we originally we weren't you know we weren't planning on doing too much of it, but it is, it kind of snowballed. We 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 got we went through a few architects, and we finally got one. And we, we when we started laying it out, we you really got to plan something if you're going to do it right. And they got in. Some um, uh, the general, con- at least the architect brought in uh, uh, engineers from Hutchinson there, and actually I think they helped worked on the opera house some, but we and they what was nice they were they had some background with the with board and they knew some of the old construction, so they they could kind of date when and they said it was right at the turn of the century where some of the the basement was done because it was with board
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, foundation uh, forms, but the balcony really kind of saved us because we always knew we wanted to put a balcony on the front. Um, uh, At any rate, when we started removing all the, we we had to embed that because we originally wanted to have a post balcony out front and Mm -hmm. uh, KDOT actually owns or has an easement up to within a few foot of everybody's business downtown. So even the planters weren't supposed to be there, but we Mm -hmm. found that out later. But they wouldn't allow any posts on the sidewalk because someone, they were there for it. Some car could hit it. Sure. And that would fall and they would be sued. Mm -hmm. So we had to do a cantilever and that took some engineering. Yeah. And when we went down to embed all this, we found out our main structure underneath the back door, um, was gone. It was pretty much rotted out. It was, it was steel, Mm -hmm. but a lot of water had been, been seeping into that area. And, uh,
2: you're talking under the sidewalk.
0: Under the sidewalk, because yeah. yeah. now most of these buildings have a area um, doesn't quite go out to the road, but it's most of the sidewalk is in our basement above the sidewalk. Right. So we can walk, you know, in that area. But anyway, we had to completely fix that and rep- and repair it, and so that was good. I mean, we right. we we. You don't want to have a building that you put money in and steal that you don't have a good foundation under. Sure. So we did, and I'll say that the foundation is top-notch.
1: Yeah, yeah. But, so rate, but do, you, do you think that that's, because that came up at the council meeting, was some of these foundations. Do you think that's a common denominator that we're facing with all the rest of these buildings?
0: Absolutely. Oh, my gosh, yeah. And I know it from firsthand. There was a, a gas line put in that we needed. And it was, they spent a lot of the summer and yeah. they rent through some buildings and yeah. uh, discovered some real problems. Mm-hmm. Just, just yeah. doing that, just the boring. So, yeah, I do think that we've got to address that at some point. Uh, the neat thing, if if we really do this where we replace sidewalks, that's the first place you can, you can fix your, you can mm-hmm. fix your foundation at that point. Sure. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's, that should be a priority for the city to maybe give people incentives to say, hey, if you'll fix this, right. you know, maybe we'll give it back to you on taxes or. You know, make give them a reason to do it, right? Because you can put uh, paint and lights and everything on it, but we can't. You know, the buildings will at some point crumble. Be if we, yeah, yeah. we got to keep the roofs tight and the water going away. Yeah, and and I think you're good then, right. and, and and make sure the foundations are fine.
1: Sure. Yeah. But well, and that's that's part of the problem. Is that's a pretty. I mean, I'd imagine since you since you guys have been through it, you know what the process is. Um, but to the outside eye and the uneducated investor, that's a that's a scary obstacle to face when you're talking foundational issues. You know, if you're a typical home buyer, that's that's a, that's yeah. one of the two things you're looking at: is a roof in the roof and the and the foundation. And for a lot of these buildings. Those are two strikes against Well, you. that was
0: the first thing we did is put a new roof on the building. Yeah. And But when we found out the foundation problem in the front, was, it was kind of shocking.
2: Yeah. Carlton, correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think most of the foundational issues are probably going to be on the sides that are exposed to the world as mm-hmm. opposed to the adjoining sure. walls. Yeah, as
0: long as the water's not going down those right. walls, are it's the yeah. parts that Just water can get to. Yeah.
2: And, and the back. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. I know when those buildings were torn down that exposed my southern wall that had never seen a lot of day since it was put up mm-hmm. and so we had to do foundation correction remediation hmm. on that south wall because it's now going to be exposed and yeah. it never was
0: sure and a lot of the brick they used uh here was soft brick if it was inside or not exposed but they used the harder brick for the exterior and yeah. what faced so if you if you yours you've got soft brick so right. it'll need to get sealed well and yeah. tucked and, that's our plan is to tuck and point all the brick on the on the building okay and and and, you know that's it's just a process you can see where we've done it the front Mm -hmm. part it started it
1: no that's that's certainly a that's a whole another obstacle in itself is um once if these sidewalks are ever to be opened up that obviously takes out your your obstacles to addressing the the foundation so
0: oh definitely um
1: that's and my what i had um I guess my interpretation um, as an investor, and I, I said this on the last podcast, was we need to create an environment that is worth investing into. Um, the hard part, especially if we're open up the sidewalks and trying to do that in unison at the same time, is getting these building owners on board, rebuilding these foundations while we're <clears> opened <throat> up. So, a lot of a lot of work to do. But, um, anyways, I guess back to your guys's buildings. Um what are you guys what are you guys most excited for? I mean, what was the what's at your heart for this project?
2: The reason that we were so upset when Tony closed the back door was because we didn't have a place to go to have a cold bear and visit. Sure. Away from our own kitchens. Yeah. And so I cannot wait to have a place to do that and yeah. then to meet other people.
1: Is downstairs open as well? Is it an open concept?
2: Um not as much as the second floor, but yes, open.
1: Okay,
2: all right. Actually, all three floors are relatively wide open. I mean, we have, you know, obviously restrooms, elevator, kitchen, that type of thing. But yeah,
1: yeah. So, I mean, did you guys go in and get everything? Is that basically what had to happen?
0: We're retaining the 10 ceilings, uh, and those, those are all... there's some places they did not have them, but it had dropped ceilings in most of it, so we've, that's all been taken out. So we're retaining them.
2: And the brick walls were completely plastered over okay. on every floor.
0: So then they've all been and cleaned off.
2: Been cleaned off and they're wow. awesome.
0: Yeah. There was a lot of yeah, a lot of work.
1: Uh, plaster is never never fun to be. It was with. thick and that yeah. it was like yeah. a couple inches thick. Yeah, <laughs> I believe it. In I don't know other,
2: why. One of the stairwells we have left the the lab in place that the plaster used to be fixed to. It's kind of mentioned. okay. Yeah, yeah, that so, yeah, I mean, looks neat. It's, it's been taken down to the prettiest part of the bare bones. You can see the guts sure. of the building now, but know that it's secure because of the steel that was added.
0: We repaired the windows that are facing Heather's law office, and they were, some of them were actually below her roof line, so they were just boarded up. So those all got fixed by uh, Travis uh, Devine, this uh, unph- phenomenal mason. He's yeah. just, he can do anything with brick, but... Um, what I guess what was what's interesting is those those uh, walls are 18 inches thick, they're three brick wide, and that building I mean all summer long it was not, it was not hot in there. I don't you know I know we're we're gonna uh, we've got plenty of air conditioners and heaters to put in there, but I don't think it's going to need near what yeah. a lot of the, the the architects were thinking. But right. it's very well insulated. My
2: building used to be when I had a building south of me. now yeah. it's a nightmare.
0: Right. That's what. Yeah, that's what. Um, Well,
1: it probably just wasn't built for being an outside wall.
0: Correct. Right. Right. Yeah. But they were very. I guess they did it in the time that it was easy to lay brick because Mm -hmm. it's that's a tougher job today.
1: Yeah. So you talked about one of the bad um, surprises as far as the foundation. A good surprise is is thick walls. Were you expecting as thick walls? No, no, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. And that, I guess, you, the more you see an old building like that, the more I've come to appreciate it. Because it's yeah. it, when we first started, you know, it just. The more I've been in it, I just thought, well, these are treasures of this town yeah. that can't be right. left to go into it. It's, it's, it's irreplaceable. It's irreplaceable yeah. because no one's going to do that today. Right. Right. So no, I think we're. The,
2: and when there used to be apartments on the second floor, maybe three oh, okay. or four apartments. And so you couldn't tell what the building itself looked like because of that. And once those were ripped out, then we see these beautiful rafters that have fire yeah. damage from oh, decades wow. ago. Oh wow! Really?
0: And, yeah, they were burned pretty good.
2: Yeah, yeah. and it's beautiful. And yeah. we're not going to cover that up. So
0: we so, did Im- reinforce them with steel, but we didn't. Sure. We didn't. We're not taking them out. We're not going to hide them.
1: So that that led me into my next question: Are you now that you're into it you can go one of two ways i mean you can be exhausted at this point or you can be even more so optimistic at this point i mean is the optimism still there would you would you do it again knowing what you know now
2: maybe differently Mm. (laughs) i don't know i don't know (laughs) yeah Yeah. i
0: I think you it's kind of like a ball of yarn you just keep you know at some point you know it's got to get done but sure i'm not usually i don't start a project i don't finish at some point right right but and this has gone on i think too long by far, but there's been so many cooks in the kitchen that you yeah. know this guy's waiting on this guy and this guy's waiting on this guy and right. it happens. And, and we went through COVID. I, just, COVID I don't know if that's a, that's not now. a good excuse, but right. um, it we screwed around a long time trying to get a plan, and that took a and then then the uh, the construction part of the at least the engineering of the to make it. Uh, we wanted a building that, you know, you could put uh, people uh, shoulder to shoulder upstairs, and that wasn't going to happen. That those, those floors were, you could bounce them. Yeah. And they're 25-foot uh, span, so those old trusses weren't going to take it. Right. So we either were either going to put steel under it if you wanted to use it or, you know, not. So yeah. that's what we
1: did. Going to do it right, yeah. So that's the building. We haven't even gotten to the lot yet. Um, the lot, um, which which for listeners, that's the that's the op- opera house that got tore down, right? That would um,
0: include four, um, 14, no, four, four, um, 10, ten, four, okay. eight, four, six, and four. Okay. which four, are you know, there's pretty like rough buildings. Five yeah. buildings.
1: Your building was in better condition than what? Oh, those, much
0: better, yeah. much better. Yeah. The the foundations weren't very good on those. Yeah and then they had a roof that leaked for 20 years sure yeah <laughs> it didn't help
1: when when uh you have a nickname as as the bat cave right the bat cave got tore down right yes. mm-hmm. that that might hint that there's an access in the roof and there's bats <laughs> all in there <laughs> but um so with with this lot walk us through the progression i know that there's obviously been change of ownership now it's now those remaining lots are all in your guys' names correct um,
2: um, and Mark Howell.
1: Right. Okay. Okay. Yep. Yep. Um, tell us how did, how did this get mixed into the the project?
2: It was a strange set of circumstances, very circuitous route to get where we are today because a year ago, the Batcave building was about to fall on top of my building. Mm-hmm. And so the city had to act in an emergency fashion to destroy those buildings south because they were condemned. Mm -hmm. Um, And at that point, there were different owners to the lots. Um, But then I had to make some improvements on the Batcave lot to protect my wall out of the sidewalk that's technically not on my land Mm -hmm. um, so that my building wouldn't fall. And over the course of several months, talking to the owners... They weren't interested in maintaining an empty lot. And so gradually, one lot at a time, Mm -hmm. we kind of picked them up thinking it would be nice if, I don't know.
0: Well, we thought we should have an outdoor space at some point that could, and we weren't talking about the whole area. We were just talking about maybe one or two lots. It would Mm -hmm. be kind of a neat place to have a cornhole or, you know, an outdoor. Sure. And not a large venue, but just something.
2: But over the course of several months, we all of a sudden had all of them.
1: Yeah, right.
2: <laughs> and um, actually, spoke to Alan um, Martin. He was the one who had the old hole in the wall right in the middle, mm-hmm. and um, told him then he was the last one uh-huh. that we acquired. And we walked. I walked him through everything and told him our hope at that point for that, that outdoor space, which isn't that much different from what we presented to the city council. And he was really excited and yeah, wished us luck and was on board, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Well. So, yeah, I'm sure just with the changes of events, uh, you guys had to shift quite a bit. And, and here we are. So that was what was presented at council meeting, um, which was approved. And my understanding is it's going to have uh, a, a stage somewhere. Uh, right now it's, it's planning on being backed up against the building.
2: We don't know where. At this point, we're looking at a few different locations.
0: We know we got to do a perimeter uh, to secure the area of fencing, and then we'll want to put up some restrooms and maybe some equipment because there will be a sprinkler system and stuff mm-hmm. that will uh, – I envision there would be buffalo or some type of grass out there that's, that's good for uh, large groups. But uh, it's mainly landscaping, And uh, but we, th- that way we think we'll probably rent or use a portable stage.
1: Yeah, okay.
0: Initially, until right. we can figure out what's best, what right. works, because it's not a very big area. Right. It's 16,000 square feet. I mean, there's backyards that large. Yeah, you know? sure. And so it's not a big, you know, we're going to try to figure out how to utilize it the best. So, right. So I, I, I we don't know.
1: Because, Heather, you mentioned even outdoor restaurant type area on nice days. Is, is that?
2: Um. Certainly a place where people can... Have something to drink and visit, and yeah I right, guess right the bites. Yeah. space
1: yeah yeah Definitely. S- space well, well, that's um we're we're quickly picking up the the look of that that block, um because now you're gonna have a well the, directly north there's not a business that's vacant, um i guess quote unquote vacant, but um then you have Eagleston building, um which will now have a business um that
0: that's exciting news it is it really, really. is
1: i'm I'm finding out that I'm on the wrong end of downtown.
0: <laughs> I, well,
1: I, I need to get on you down your way that's right yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Somebody> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um, well, very good. so any any future plans um that we haven't talked about because I know that we've we've covered a lot already.
2: We're just in the we've spoken for three years about our business plan, spitballing making lists and not writing them down.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, but we're just now getting to the point where we need to firm up. And I, I think ultimately we have where we'd like to be and we're going to crawl before we walk and, yeah. and run because we don't want to mess it up on the front end. Sure. So I think our business will probably start on the smaller side to be sure that we can provide the best possible service. Yeah. Um, I know staff is going to be an issue.
1: Yeah, As it is everywhere, it seems like. But mm-hmm. so, um, there we have the lot. You also mentioned, I'm looking at my notes here, uh, incorporating quite a few aspects of the opera house. That uh, I thought that, that was very cool. Yeah. The bricks even, right? Oh, right.
0: Bricks. Yeah. Chad Aiken that did uh oh took the, the opera house down and has kept I think they've they've sorted through a, a good number of bricks. Wow. Uh, in the Many thousands, but uh, we're going to try to use some as many as we can on, say, walkways, and uh, the back of the the back door it's called. We're going to uh, uh, use those on the south wall, so it'll it'll match up.
1: Okay, should yeah. should
0: look, you know, that'll be part of the opera house. At least it will go back up, right? You know, pieces of it, uh, and we've got a lot of uh, architectural that were above the windows. A few of them that didn't break. And we were wanting to put those in the, you know, in the brick wall or something or do right. something with them and maybe have some plaques or something out in front that would say, Hey, this, sure. you know, someone could help us, uh, and maybe the, the trail center could help us figure out how to do something professionally. Look, that look, would look good. Like right. if someone was walking down the, that part of the sidewalk, they could look and say, Hey, this is what it looked like or mm-hmm. something, something.
2: I think that would be fantastic.
0: So, you know, is the history of all that is, I mean, I just, it broke my heart seeing it come down Right. because I always thought, man, we should have fixed this up. Yeah. And, um, you know, you look at Salina, they kept their opera house and they, they have bands there and there's they built two hotels there and sure. You know, I don't know that we couldn't have done something with it, but it's done. So we gotta make the best of what we got. Yeah.
2: We do have some of the ceiling. The oh yeah. The, the green bead board from the there's, opera house ceiling.
0: We were gonna put f- that somewhere. Yeah. In we have there.
2: A few of the old theater seat backs.
0: Right. We kept the, the, the the old wood that was above the stage, we've got it. It's yeah. about a f- almost a 40-foot-long piece wow. of um, of laminated, massive timbers. And then it's bolted together, big old square bolts, are hmm. probably inch and a quarter, inch and a half.
1: They don't make it's, them that way.
0: That's no, right. no, no. We were looking. I remember getting in there and looking at it, and uh, uh, there was bat guano everywhere on the stage. I mean, just piles of it. Yeah.
2: The, the huge timbers. Yeah. We have for the stair treads.
0: Yes. We were going to, the, the timbers that came out from underneath the stage were like three by 14, full measured. We're going to try to use those for the stair treads. Wow. Going up and down the stairs. So we're trying to use anything that's of historical value. Sure. To have something to point to there because it's just, it's a cool place.
1: It's not going to mean, it's going to mean the most to people right, right here on that block, right, right. you know, yeah. um, cause sure they're, they're always going to have value uh, simply because it's a piece of history. But, um, to this community, like you, like you mentioned, those, those buildings, uh, meant a lot to a lot of people, but on the, on the flip side, when you're dealing with safety, um, in your, uh, if you're in the city shoes, we, we've been blessed with you guys, um, Investing into a building, but whenever you have five of those or four of those lined up right side by side, how many more decades do you have to wait for committed investors to take on even a bigger project? So
2: I really think a year from today, we're going to be talking about the number of new businesses downtown, and I think our block at least is going to be jumping.
1: That is a perfect segue into spitballers, all about the future. (laughs) <laughs> all about the future so we'll we'll pair it a little bit with all about downtown broadway vitals but um i guess what what do you guys see i mean you you touch on it a little bit of of and i fully believe as well that that we are on a, a tipping point with downtown and it's going to snowball uh, truly um you, i assume you guys feel that way
0: i i do i i hope that what you described in your last podcast about what the city's pr- proposed and uh, passed yeah. and to light the whole downtown would be i think would be unbelievable yeah i hope it can happen i really do because yeah. i think and you're talking about the co-ops being lit, lit up
1: right yeah that,
0: i just don't know how you could you know you see it in other cities mm-hmm. or towns uh, maybe a little larger or a little smaller but we We need to refurbish the downtown, yeah, you know, at least the lighting and things I think that could be fantastic, so
1: I've got a pretty direct question along those lines um Do you feel that your investment is complemented well with our current streetscape
2: current or the current p- one that wants to happen with grant money
1: <laughs> current. current current no
2: no yeah
0: yeah you know, I think yeah, you know, I think we need to there's things we need to do, sure, but. So
1: that's it. obviously we're on the we're on the extreme of investments here. But even even as small as uh, a business owner putting up a, a new sign, relatively speaking, right? Um, if if we're going to ask uh, building owners and business owners to pour into their their buildings, then we've it's got to be reciprocated in some shape or form because it, you just can't partner um, deterioration with with. An incredible, incredible space. It's got to, it's got to kind of come hand in hand. So, um, I think that we are working towards that. Obviously, there's a presentation for um, downtown on the city side um, with all the lights, as you mentioned. Um, I think it's going to take continued conversation. But um, you want to talk about all the pieces falling into place at the right time. Uh, we really have a, a chance to uh, really make it snowball um, with the amenities being upgraded, but. As we wrap up here, what do you guys think would be a good business to partner with? What, what would you guys like to see if you could choose a business that they come in lodging? Okay. Absolutely, lodging.
2: Yeah. No.
1: There's no, there's nothing downtown that that if a yeah. person wants to stay, they can stay. Yeah.
0: No. I think there that there's a real possibility. I know we were on a committee on they were looking for housing that they need. I think some of those downtown. Buildings could be great lofts. Yeah. I mean, some some of them, mm-hmm. and then you have some businesses down the. In the but I don't know. If someone wants to put that kind of money in them, but, but they need to be. Oh no! One thing we did do uh, was we put a sprinkler system in, and for code. But I'm not sure anybody would have to come up to that. But I think you'd want that mm-hmm. in any. And the more I looked at it, it was not expensive compared to what you're protecting. Mm-hmm. Sure. Because we do we every all the materials we put in are pretty much. Uh, they're not, they're not wood or anything. We put steel and, and the, the, we're not using sheetrock. We're using a fiberglass product, but, um, the, you still need to protect them. So we're put, we're, um, that was one thing I think was, a you know, looking back at, you know, at the time I was watching, I'm not sure we need to spend the money, but it was, I think to bring it up, it was code. Yeah. Yeah, you know, everything in there's going to be, and that's we were using an architect out of Wichita, and he was just driving us nuts, and because <laughs> you don't realize that's how right <laughs> if there if the distance for exit is more than so many feet, you've got to have another way out. So we we're adding another um, um, exit on the very back. We'll we'll end up putting an, uh, another fire exit, and then we'll have we'll have from the upstairs we'll have uh, uh, three ways out. Which, you know, and then an elevator, but, um, and that in itself was a big, that we, we hit water. Sure. That's right. (laughs) We changed, we had to change midstream, uh, our plans, so...
1: In regards we, to the elevator, yeah,
0: point? we we actually hit, and that was when it was a little wetter than it is right now. But today oh, we butt-
1: literally, you literally hit water. Oh yeah, 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 uh, we hit water. Uh, we
0: we <laughs> got, got, got down, uh, we're we're far enough below for the foundation of the elevator <clears> below <throat> grade at the in the basement that, and the water table not that low. You know, around Larned mm-hmm. it's pretty close if you're mm-hmm. getting close to the river, and um, I think it was 17 feet down we hit water. Wow! So we knew we we're going to be pumping water all the time. So we, then we kind of said, hey, we better relook at this. Mm-hmm. So we wow. we changed the type of elevator to yeah. a traction instead of a, a hydraulic.
1: I'm, which you I'm know. sure everybody knows their classic elevator uh, styles. So
2: <laughs> well, gets pushed and one gets pulled. Yeah, okay. The
0: the the old hydraulic are kind of bumpy. But yeah, it doesn't matter.
1: Yeah,
0: I'm, you need to get to the next floor if you're wanting to have a beer. You want to be there fast. That's right. So,
1: that's right.
0: know <laughs> right, right it to my lodging. Yeah, lodging. Yeah, sorry about it. I, I no. told Landon and I, I could get off subject. But.
2: I don't, and by lodging, I don't mean a hotel. I don't think we're in a place or a size that we could support a hotel mm-hmm. that would be interesting to stay in. Yeah. But with Verbo and Airbnb and all kinds of unique lodgings, Airstreams, you name it, uh, the smallest amount of space in this town could support a unique lodging possibility.
1: Yeah. Right. Well, even just on a a purely residential level of creating, if we can create a customer base that literally lives above these places, then you talk about a supply and demand that, that is locally cultivated. Um, and then also for, for an investor, um, it's it's a little bit easier, well, it's a lot easier to forecast residential units because you know that current rents, if you fix it up so much nicer, you get so much more. Um, you don't have to worry about as much as the cash flow versus starting a business. So I, I'm right there with you. I think that, and you're solving um, an issue for the city that's beyond downtown. Um, so you're killing a lot of birds um, with a, with a single stone. It's a big stone, but um I think that's well, a I good... I think the
0: state start. hospital would benefit. If there's there places they could... I know there's... there's. I think some of the people that come in are, are temporary or right. are not a long-term, and they would be looking for something neat to stay in, I think. Oh, right. And, and with the price of gas and everything, I think they'd be more apt to stay in town or sure. closer.
2: I want Lada to be a three-day weekend destination, and so we have to have something to keep people busy. Yep. For three, two and a half days and two nights, and it's a package deal. You come and you can...
1: You know how many... Um, I haven't posted the podcast yet, but I've been long with the fort, was on. And guess how many people visit the fort on an annual
2: basis? I'm sure quite a few. It's a big deal. I don't think we know what a big deal it is. It's It's probably in
1: the 50,000 range. 30,000. It used to be in the 50,000. Okay. Um, But, I mean, that blew my mind. I couldn't believe it. Um, Because we don't have 30,000 people coming down... Broadway of, of uh. learning, right so if we can create a a if we can build off of that and, and give people a reason to come downtown i mean 30,000 people a year it's a out. lot i mean really and they're
0: probably mostly in the summer aren't they or
1: uh, I, don't know. I don't i haven't seen that no. trend oh, okay. or, well i haven't looked into it yeah um, but i maybe um so i i guess that's just supporting your your point of a three day location we have the amenities uh, or the things to do just kind of putting a cherry on top. It's a lot of money driving. Yeah. Not stopping. Well, uh let's let's wrap it up on this question. Um it's a it's an important question, but how can we better recruit entrepreneurs in their businesses? Being entrepreneurs that were attracted to Larned, how can we do that today?
0: Uh I would probably take the Newton model. They build you the business and you come and, and you yeah, you put your flag up. Um, Bunning Magnetics is a perfect example. They built them the building. They got them out of Chicago, and um, they're they got two jets sitting out at, at the runway in in Newton, and they're a major company. Um, I don't know how many they've employed, but they're probably a couple hundred people. But um, there's a new uh, software company coming to Wichita, mm-hmm. but it's going to take people. You can't you can't charge tax. I mean, the one thing that will keep somebody from coming to Larned is high taxes and high energy, mm-hmm. and no business is going to uh, put a new business in mm-hmm. if they are a competitive business you want here. Yeah, um, they're going to look at it, and that's we've got to make incentives for people to come. Yeah, but or bottom line, retain what we have. Sure, but you don't want to lose that. But yeah. but I, I don't I'm not sure how you. It's a tough job, this chamber uh I know some some of the people down in Mississippi the way they go after it i mean it's like connecting uh going after a a, a uh, uh like football recruiting or something right. i mean they're just they know everything about that business right. they go in and they they do everything they can and i i don't I wouldn't be the guy to do it, but i'm just it's a tough job, sure I'm not sure you know I've been on the economic development a number of years, and it I don't know how you do it. Well, in you're, a small town, you're
1: fighting an uphill battle. It's, it's tough because it's not a Larned issue. It's a yeah. it's a Midwest issue. Oh
0: yeah, the, and it is, it's it's it would be hard. I don't know what your thought, but it's it's it will take all of us sure. to the work cost
2: on. Of doing business needs to be competitive with comparable towns, and I think in that situation, Larned is kind of behind the eight ball. Yeah, but. If we can get people to come and spend some money, then that starts a ball rolling. Where right, right now we just have a local tax base. That's it. We're not drawing money from mm-hmm. much from our sales tax because the people aren't coming to spend money here. Sure, yeah. And if we can pick the pockets of foreigners, right? Right. How many? <laughs>
1: yeah. How many? How many dollars does uh, uh, the local community uh, buy off of Burton Weta? Your your guys' business is outside dollars, isn't it?
0: Totally. Yeah. We don't. I don't know that we sell a. I'm not sure right now, but I doubt we sell. It would be less than a quarter of a percent in town. I, I don't know that we even have any business in this county.
1: Yeah. So
0: it's all it's all brought in from um, the U.S. and other countries. So that, and that's a nice thing about our our business. We're we're not going to be dependent locally, but we want to spend the money locally. So it's it's yeah. a good, yeah. you know.
1: Well, wow. well, that was, it's been 44 minutes. Does it feel like 44 minutes? Oh, gee, minutes? I'm sorry about that. <laughs> no, no, not at all. No. People are going to love it. you probably
0: have the last 15 They probably won't
1: listen to. <laughs> yeah. I, I highly doubt that. But um, I, I really, uh, I can't thank you guys enough for your time. And then just on behalf of the community, just seeing the opportunity and, and wanting to make this a better place um if, if we can instill that into the others, there's just a few others, we've got quite a bright future. So thank you for all that you do.
0: Hey, th- yeah. thank you. That's truly what I think we're, we're trying to do. But, hey, and I want to thank you for what you're doing here because we've been listening to your podcast on, on the road and different things, and it's great. Yeah. You've done a fantastic job. So, Well, oh, thank you. you, you yeah, I, I appreciate what you're doing because I think it's making a huge difference. There's people thank listening you. and, and, and uh, probably made a difference at the council meeting. Yeah, you know there there people are interested in fixing up the sure, the, and I, I think it's a fantastic idea.
1: Well, I, I received the compliment. We we know how to run our mouths, I guess. So that's yeah. that's what we're doing. But, yeah. um, well, thank you guys, listeners, for tuning in this week. We will catch you next week. God bless.
0: We want to thank you for joining us on today's episode of the Downtown Learner Podcast. We hope that this episode has both blessed and encouraged you. If you haven't yet, go like our Facebook page and leave a comment with your biggest thoughts and takeaways from this week's episode. Have a great rest of your week. God bless.